Welcome to another episode of Tipsy Ball. We are high school buddies who started a podcast to do our two favorite things, drink and talk basketball. How are you guys doing today, fellas? Chilling, chilling. How you doing, Henry? My teeth hurt. Why? <laughs> Why you eat too much candy? Yeah. No, I went to get my teeth cleaned today and it, it ridiculously hurt. Oh, obviously that means you don't brush your teeth. So <laughs> <laughs> They told me to floss more, so it's probably true. There you go. There you go. There's a reason why it hurts. If you're if you're good at brushing your teeth and flossing, you wouldn't have this issue, right? Hey, what's crazy though is uh they made me sign a waiver that if I get COVID at the dentist that I am like they're not legally liable. So you can't sue them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, um please stay away from us and do not come out just in case. You do get COVID, all right? Yeah, it's a good thing we're doing this on uh, on Zoom. <laughs> correct, correct. Can't can I spread those germs over here uh, via virtual access over here? Um, before we go into the Southwest Division today, um, can't can't believe um, you know the NBA season's right around the corner, fellas. But uh, let's Man, get your drink next of week. Exactly. Yeah, next Tuesday, guys, the 22nd. Christmas right around the corner, too, you know. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. Ripping the Jinro shirt. Oh, nice. Where'd you get that? Courtesy of... My cousin. Oh, uh, cousin from Korea? Paul. No, no, oh, no. Paul, 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 Paul. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Shout out to Paul. Uh, I think he has extra, so let me ask. Maybe Dude, yeah. Get you ask. Guys some I want shirts, one of those. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Very a palette cool. of soju. I'll get one for <laughs> Phil, but not for not for Henry over here. <laughs> you know, but um, all right, fellas. Let's get right into it. Um, Houston Rockets, fellas. Houston Rockets. Fat Harden in the house. Rick Ross. Um, I don't know if you guys all saw the picture that was uh, circling around social media yesterday in terms of Harden's weight and the news about uh, him partying on his days off during during the season in Vegas. Um, (laughs) Let me let me start with you, Henry. Will James Harden be with this team by the end of the season? Give me your take here, man. He's either going to be on the Rockets or he's just going to be at a strip club in Vegas or a <laughs> hostel like Lamar Odom. <laughs> Is it Rodman uh, 2.0 over Rodman here? Rodman 2.0, dude. Rodman 2.0. It's not the hair anymore. I, if, if he starts coloring the beard, that'll be hilarious. But Oh, he should do that. That Yeah. I think that would look sick, actually. Yeah, that would be different. That would be different. Like braiding sure. his beard beard and like coloring it like rainbow colors <laughs> <laughs> but to your question tim do i yeah. see him being with the rockets um and if would, not where, where does he end up yeah i don't see him getting traded to be honest okay but i do see the scenario of him kind of pulling the ad card where he'll like say he has he's injured like he'll kind of force the coaches to like sit him out and then bunch of drama happening. And then I think Houston during the off season is most likely going to try to find a taker. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think he'll get traded this season. I do see a circus show coming like AD kind of did to get his way to LA, but um, 
yeah, I don't think any teams are going to be willing to give up any major assets to like get a Harden right now, especially when he looks like Rick Ross. <laughs> Got it, Phil. How about you, man? Do you does he finish uh, the season with the Rockets or does he go elsewhere? Um, I don't think he ends up getting. Uh, hold on. I don't think he ends up on Houston at the end of the season. No. Um, I kind of keep going back to that trade with Philly. That mm-hmm. one makes sense to me. Yeah, you know yeah. that one really makes sense to me. The Nets, I'm not so sure about because I just, you know, I've said it before. Yeah. I don't think that they have the trade pieces mm-hmm. for him. Um, but Philly, How about Miami, Benz, Phil? that was another name that were that was kind of floating. Um, I mean, I could I could see that happening if they mm-hmm. include uh, Tyler yeah. Harrow in a package. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably take it if I was Houston. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, if, if they gave me Harrow and like three first round draft picks and three swaps or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd probably take that. And then you just include whatever salaries you need to. Makes it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> All right, as you guys know, they had they lost Russell Westbrook in the offseason along with Robert Covington, but they did add John Wall and Boogie Cousins. Um, start with you, Phil. How does John Wall and Boogie Cousins fit with this team? And can they stay healthy? Obviously, they've had a lot of injury the the past couple of seasons for both of them. So, you know, what do you, what do you think? I will say that they will not stay healthy. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> look, I mean, history has proven this, right? Like, both of these guys get injured every year. Um, mm-hmm. I think John Wall has played less than, like, 50 games in the past two years. Uh, so yeah, I mean, John Wall looks pretty good actually, from what I've seen from him in preseason, pre-season and yeah. in the off season. Yeah. Uh, Boogie looks okay, but you know, Boogie looked good the past two years in the beginning, and then he somehow gets injured. Uh, preseason, yeah, Ghost yeah, in preseason. So yeah, yeah. How does he fit though with with the Rockets with James Harden? How do how do these two pieces fit? I think. So we had this conversation uh, whether John Wall and Harden fit better or Westbrook and Beal. I said mm-hmm. Harden and Wall. Um, just because I think that Wall is a little bit better of a natural distributor than Westbrook is. Westbrook is more of a guy that, you know, needs to hold on to the ball. He'll he'll kick it out, but like he you know, he'll take off like eighteen seconds on the clock before he does it. Um, so I think that John Wall playing next to Harden is uh is a pretty decent fit. Um and then Boogie, yeah, I like him. He spreads the floor as a big man. Uh he can rebound. So the only the only thing with with that is I mean, I don't think that team plays a lot of defense. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Does Boogie start, Phil, for you? Would come off the bench. He would come off the bench to me. I'll I probably start Wood. yeah, I'll probably start Christian Wood. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. And give me your take. How does uh, John Wall Boogie fit with this team with uh, alongside Harder? Mm. I mean, I kind of agree with Phil. Like, it's not a it's not a horrible fit. Like, t- to Phil's point, I think John Wall is probably a little better than Westbrook to pair next to Harden, just given his like willingness to kind of pass and facilitate a bit more. Um, I mean, yeah, Boogie's not the same Boogie he once was, so, mm-hmm. um, 
I mean, he's a good person to come off the bench. That's what the Lakers were going to utilize him as another big body yeah. to bring off the bench. So if you start Christian Wood, um, who's pretty raw, I can I can foresee him getting into a lot of foul trouble. So like, yeah, to have a boogie come off the bench, it's not bad. Um, but I mean, I mean, right now Harden's fat as hell. So yeah, John Wall needs to run that offense. <laughs> hey man, um, you got you got Eric Gordon, Daniel House. Dude, that, whole team, that whole team is just like injury prone like yeah. starting five yeah, yeah. so, so you're saying they're not going to stay healthy either right Henry? yeah i mean the only way that you can try and mitigate that to be honest for people like wall and boogie is load management so i can honestly see a lot of back-to-back games they sit out or one of them or two of them they just stagger them and sit out mm. makes sense yeah i, I think I'll, I'll have to go with you guys i don't or see them staying healthy, or if they do, their the load management will definitely, you know, kick in for these two players. Um, I truly believe Harden won't be with this team at the end of the season. Um, reason why I will have them out of the playoffs this upcoming season. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see which team, you know, is uh, willing to give up their assets and. Um, if that trade finally goes through, whether it be preseason before the season starts or, you know, at the trade deadline um, in February. So um, let's go right into the total wins prediction. Um, Hold on, Tim. Before we get yeah. into that, I, I want to ask you guys, because you asked me earlier, if um, if Philly offered Ben Simmons for James Harden straight up, would you do that? And then for Miami, if, if they offered Tyler Harrow and, you know, some salary fillers along with a bunch of draft picks, future draft picks, would you do that? I would do any trade for James Harden. He's already turned down the extension. He already voiced his, uh, you know, he wants out. Uh, he doesn't want to stay with Houston. So why keep a player that doesn't want to be there, right? Ultimately, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think that limits a lot of options for Houston just because they have a disgruntled player and they have to try to get the best, you know, available uh, trade that's going to be out there in the market. So I think whoever is willing to give a pretty decent trade at the least, you take it um, at this point, just because I think if he already, you know, said that he doesn't want to be there, then... Does that change the culture in the locker room? Does he bring bad things to everybody else on the team? Like I don't think anybody wanted wants to deal with that. And Steven Silas being a first time head coach, like it would suck for him to have to deal with that and manage that just because yeah, you know. So I would take any any of those trades, Ben Simmons, Tyler Hero from the Miami Heats and, and, and move on at this point. You know, they moved on with Russ Westbrook. I think it's time for you to move on with James Harden. But yeah. I think that's why. But I think that's why the same thing. That's like the same scenario as AD on the Pels. Like yeah. I feel like then he's just, gonna sit out and yeah, not play. That's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. Exactly what's about to happen. It's like the same scenario, right? A disgruntled player, but the Pels don't want to pull the trigger because mm-hmm. they want to see what packages they can all get. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams are gonna try to see if, like, you know, Houston crumbles because. They're like under the gun, but I mean, he's under contract for what another two years. Yeah, two, this years, this yeah. upcoming season and the the next one after yeah. that. I think but the I difference think between I think the difference between like an AD um, 
and a Harden is that 80s, 80 was a lot younger. Um, so any team willing to go after him uh, was willing to give up the full boat. But with Harden, um, you know, this guy's pushing, you know, I think he's like 31 or something. So I don't know if you want to necessarily go all in for a Harden. Um, if, it were, if it were my team, if it were the Clippers that were going to trade for him and we didn't have to give up, you know, everything to get him, I would definitely go get him because he's one of the top five scorers in the NBA, maybe the top top scorer in the NBA. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, I think any team uh, that can get him should try to get him. Um, but but you guys never answered the question. Well, Tim, you kind of gave an answer, but Henry, um, if you got offered the Ben Simmons trade, would you take that? And, and then from Miami, would you take Tyler Harrow on the draft picks? Yeah, I think I think both teams that you mentioned, Phil, like mm-hmm. they they're both kind of in the win now, right? Like they're not they're not gonna rebuild. Like I think Miami's proven, like yeah, I think now is the time to make the push because you were so close. So yeah, if you can get a Harden that is able to give you easily thirty three points like average per night, yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat because it's win now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if 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 you're like OKC and you offer them like 15 draft picks, <laughs> that's like a whole other story. But uh, yeah, if you're the Sixers or you're you're the the Heat's, yeah, you I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. I think it's telling, right? In this, as we go into the total wins production here, Phil, Vegas has them at 34 and a half. That's telling me they ain't making no playoffs. That means they know something that we don't know, possibly that Harden is not going to be with this team. So I'll go with you, Phil, first. You go over under 34 and a half. Um, I'll go with the over on that. Um, okay. I'll go with the over just because I think that any trade that happens will be closer to the deadline. Mm-hmm. And I think that they'll be kind of in the race uh, for the playoffs up until that point. So... Yeah, I'll say over. Henry, how about you, man? What are you going with? That's tough, Tim. I just feel like Harden's in Vegas partying. He knows what's <laughs> happening. I feel like the Vegas betters knows, dude. Or he's in Costa Rica. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's a good point, Phil. God damn it. While you decide, I'm going with the under. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm just going full-blown that, um, yeah, this team, they're, they're, they're not even going to get close to making the playoffs with all this uh, drama that might happen uh, with this team this season. I'll still go with the over. Okay. Um, CD, <coughs> Henry, start with you. First of all, are they Tw- making the playoffs in your team? You oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they are not. Uh, I don't think they'll even make it to the top 10. So Yeah, I have them at... I'm going to put them at number 12, guys. I'm literally going full... They're just going to... Yeah, yeah, it's not going to work out, man. I have them 11 or 12, so since you picked 12, I'll go 11, Tim. You don't need to... You can copy me if you want, man. I want to copy yeah. you, dude. <laughs> Bill, how about you? Give me your seating prediction here. Man. Um, I don't... I don't know. Uh, it, it's hard. That That level outside of 8... Even like eight, like seven through eleven, 
is gonna mm -hmm. be really close i think close yeah yeah i mean i don't know i i have i don't have them in the playoffs let's just say that mm -hmm. but yeah they fall somewhere in that in that range like nine <clears throat> nine or nine through eleven got it sounds, sounds good all right well we'll see yeah we'll see what fat harden uh ends up doing <laughs> rick rose <laughs> if he ends up staying or if he ends up leaving you know at this point um you know i i think he's leaving he's he's, he's out of there he's already one foot checked out so um we'll see what happens before we dive into the next team in their texan texas uh other teammates is the Dallas Mavericks over here. We'll get a cheers before that. I love how I love how Harden purposely got fat <laughs> so that the Houston Rockets are like, what the fuck? Hey, remember he said he was training in Atlanta. Yeah, what, That's training? the reason Bruh, why he, he was, was eating drumsticks, Doug. <laughs> Magic City! Magic City drumsticks. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. <sighs> All right, fellas, the Dallas Mavericks, um, you know, they have a special talent in Luka there. Some of their losses, key losses, were Seth Curry. Um, they decided to let J.J. Berea go as well. They added Josh Richardson. Start with you, Henry. How far can Luka lead this team in the playoffs, and will they advance to the second round this year? Obviously, they fell short mm -hmm. last year against Phil's Clippers in the first round. Mm -hmm. Give me your take, man. I actually have them making the top eight. Okay. Um, do I see them getting out of the first round? No. Mm. Um, and the reason why is I think I had the Clippers at three. You, so, let me give you a fact check there. You had the Clippers at number three. You are yeah. So that's why I'm putting... I know we'll get to this later, but uh, because of that reason, I do feel Dallas will make it, mm -hmm. but they won't get past the first round because it's not the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of addition, I think Josh Richardson is a good fit. Um, okay. Like J.J. Berea, I mean, he was, you know, good, the Novitsky era. He's... <laughs> He's gone. Kudos to Mark Cuban, by the way, for giving him like a one point, what is it, like three mil or something like 1.5, something like that. I think that was like closer to 2.1 million. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's classy of an owner. Um, Seth Curry, he's not Steph, so <laughs> he's all right. But well, his, his three point shooting percentage is pretty, pretty up there. Yeah, it is. But, but I would rather have a Josh Richardson. I just think the way he was utilized on the Sixers, I think, was not correct um or it was a good fit i think so i think uh carlisle is going to do a better job and i think being able to have him kind of work in tandem with luca so mm -hmm. i think he's a way better fit in this offense so I, that's why i think yeah i think they'll i think they'll contend but i do not see them getting out of the first round this time phil give me your take man um yeah i have them making the playoffs I don't see them making it out of the first round, mm -hmm. um, just because I, I I don't think they have uh, the experience. Um, Got it. You know I, I don't I think that Luca is a young stud. I think KP is great, um, but one thing I know that even even if KP mm -hmm. comes back and he's healthy and he's 
you know, he's playing like he was towards the end of last season. Uh, he's not, he's not like made for the playoffs. He's mm. not tough enough for, from, from what I've seen, like, and they don't have the guys around, around him that mm-hmm. are tough enough. Um, you have a Josh Richardson. He's not, he's not tough. He's kind of gritty, uh, but he's not tough. Uh, Powell, he plays hard. He's not tough. Uh, Maxi Kleber plays hard. He's not tough. They, they, they basically don't have any guys, uh, any like true veteran guys um, that are going to kind of push him through. I think that that team needs a few years to, to kind of grow. They'll kind of be like the Denver Nuggets in my eyes. Um, you know, they'll keep getting back to the playoffs. They'll yeah. keep growing. And then eventually they'll make it through. Um, it. So that's how I see it. You know, I like think, a I Kenyon Martin, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the enforcer. The enforcer. Do you, remember, the do you remember the lips, the tattoo of the <laughs> oh, lips yeah. that he had on his neck? That's that was a weird one. Hey, the man. good old Nuggets team when they had Birdman, Kenyon Martin, yeah. J.R. Smith, mm, exactly. AI. Dude, they all the whole team had tattoos left and Rough. right. Tim, you know? all three riders. that you, all three that you mentioned should just go to the Mavs. <laughs> the enforcers. Hey, keep in mind Kenyon Martin's son. Um, is I think is this? Did he get? He got drafted. drafted. This he got drafted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he yeah. will be playing in the NBA this season. I forgot which team, but um, yeah, there's a lot of people's son. Um, there's also obviously um, Cole, right? Cole Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, Cole Anthony. His, yeah, his father yeah, yeah. played in the NBA as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, let's segue into you know Luca. Right? He's been a stud since he. Came on the scene two years ago, and I'm going to start with you, Phil. Will Luka Doncic win an MVP within the next three years? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I say that is, like, if you watch if you watch that team, mm-hmm. uh, it's very reminiscent of kind of like what James Harden does with the Rockets, um, you know, pre-Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He he really controls everything on the offensive end for that team, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of like this. Kind of ties in with that first segment. I kind of didn't mention it there, but I, I I don't really like the addition of Josh Richardson uh, over Seth uh, Seth Curry, just because when I watch how they play, there's so much focus on Luca. Uh, mm-hmm. If you shut down Luca, you need shooters around yeah. him. Uh, Seth Curry was obviously valuable as that, and he could he could be a secondary ball handler. Um, you know, when when people come at him um, and close out on his shot, he could drive to the basket or pull for a mid range, and he was great at that. Um, Josh Richardson, to me, uh, he's a better defender, obviously, but nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, nowhere near an elite defender. So mm-hmm. to me, he's just above average. Um, He's not going to stop any, you know, premier basketball, like, offensive players. Mm -hmm. So, in in that respect, like, you didn't really gain, like, a a truly great perimeter defender, but then you lost shooting there, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, Additionally, I think, like, the other people that they got also uh, aren't necessarily great shooters. Um, I think they got them for their defense, uh, but not really. You're kind of losing the offense. Makes sense. So, a lot of speculation with Luca uh, 
maybe possibly winning it this year. Do you see it this year, Phil? Is it next year? Like, what what period within this next three years do you, do you see him winning it? I could see him winning it this year, uh, yeah. especially if KP doesn't come back uh, that soon. Let's say KP misses, you know, the first two months of the season. That's two months of the season where Luca's probably averaging like thirty five a game. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. Um. So I could definitely see it happening. Um. The only thing is that it'll if it does happen, he won't deserve it. Um. Mm-hmm. And and what I'm saying by that is it'll be kind of like when Westbrook won won, won the MVP that season mm-hmm. just because he had crazy stats. Triple double. Not that his team. Um. Was yeah. Winning. Not that his team was good enough for him to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. Henry, give me your take. Luca gonna win the MVP in the next three years? Yes, sir. Okay. Easy answer. <laughs> easy your reasoning, easy my answer. Man, if you told me Luca mm-hmm. is seriously, he's not. Is he under? Tw- he's under twenty three. He's like tw- twenty. He's like twenty one, dude. He's like twenty one. He started when he was eighteen. He so could just this is his third year now. coming into the league. So yeah, he's just legal yeah. age of drinking now. If you watch him play, he his composure, his craftiness, his Harden like travel pull out to the three, his rainbow shot, it's like everything he has in his repertoire is what you would see in like a veteran all star. Mm-hmm. The only facet of his game that's lacking is his free throws, but I mean, he's twenty one. That'll come in due time. But yeah, man. Like I, I agree with Phil. Like he could easily score like thirty plus points if Porzingis is out, which mm-hmm. it looks like he is because his knees are made of glass. <laughs> but yeah, like the unicorn. Yeah, the unicorn glass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, everything I've seen out of Luca, like he, he is just such a commander of the game. That's why, like when I said like yesterday or last segment about. Um, like Trey Young, right? Like Trey Young gets his stats, but mm-hmm. there's no like winning basketball to his game. Like that's what I'm saying. Like Luca has is that winning basketball. Like he can put all his teams like like errors and all that stuff and all that shit onto his shoulders, and he can carry him hopefully as far as he can. And that's why like I think he has winning basketball. So yeah, in the next three years, that's easy. Like I can see him easily winning <coughs> MVP for sure. And by the way, on that point about Luca and Trey, probably one of the worst trades uh, in NBA history to to trade away the opportunity to draft Luca Doncic for Trey Young. I had Luca, man. Oh man, that is. Hey, but uh, this is totally side topic, and I'm so sorry. But that the Vichka guy on Washington. Do you guys think he's the real deal? He looks good. Who? The Davidga, Davidga. Oh, their draft pick, their draft pick from Israel. Is that is that, is that who you're talking about? Danny Abiha. Yeah, it's close. I blended the first. Henry, you need to get your names together. right. You're confusing our fans here. I'm already buzzed. I'm already buzzed. I'm already buzzed. Dude, good. I, I told you I liked him. I told you yeah, I liked him from good. the draft. Like I, yeah. when we when we did that redraft type of thing, I think I, I said I would have chose him like fourth or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, sorry. Totally off topic. Henry, you got to get your names right, though. You know, our, our fans are getting confused left and right with who you're trying to... For, for all you fans, he was thinking of Tyrus Thomas. If you tuned in into our last episode about 
Tyrus Thomas. Tyrus. Oh, man. Oh, Tyrus. Um, I think good segue here into the whole unicorn Porzingis talk. And I'll start with you, Phil. When he does come back, can he stay healthy for the season? And if not, if he does get injured again, which in my mind, I think that will happen. Can they still make the playoffs in the stacked West? Yeah, I mean, my view on them making the playoffs is, you know, whether KP is injured or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still think that they'll make it. Mm-hmm. Um, KP, look, I'm not going to speculate over whether this guy can stay healthy or not. You never know, right? Like, yeah. even even AD a few years ago, uh, you know, when he was a few years in, he kept getting injured. Um, now he's a little healthier. So you can never really tell those things. You can just say, oh, a guy is uh, injury prone, which he is, uh, right? So I'm not going to speculate over if he's going to get injured or not after he comes back. So, But yeah, they'll make the playoffs regardless in my eyes. Henry, how about you, man? I call them unicorn glass, so you know my answer. Uh I do not think he'll stay healthy. I mm. think this is going to come out to be a very... Um, I think it's going to be an issue that's going to linger with him for his career, to be honest. Mm. It, it it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of them actually making it without him, um, whether he's starting or he's injured, yeah. And I think that just comes down to the fact that it's 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 Rick Carlisle, and now he has a Luka to be able to get him there. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'll slot them into the playoffs. Got it. Then, you know, the perfect segue into the wins prediction and seeding prediction. Henry, Vegas has them at 42 and a half wins. You going over or are you going under? It's going to surprise a lot of people, but I am going over. <laughs> and your seeding prediction for the Dallas Maverick. Do you need a refresher on nope. who you have for the Western I'm going, Conference? I'm going today? six. This is my uh, bold Luca call out right now. You're going six, going six. Okay. Phil, how about you, man? First with the, you're going over and under for the 42 and a half. I think it's like, I think it's like 42. I'm <laughs> going under. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the seating predictions here? Uh, I have them at seven. Going seven. Same as last year. Yeah. It's funny, Phil. You and I kind of have similar takes on the over-under. I have at 43, so I'm going a little over. Mm. <laughs> going a little over there. Uh, 43, and I'm going to slot them at the number 8 seed here. Mm. Um, thinking, knowing that Luke, I mean, uh, the Unicorn will not be healthy for the whole season. So we'll see how, how far Luka can carry this team. Um, you know, you know, I think that Vegas... I think that Vegas is gonna fuck a lot of people that place bets on these. Um, mm. And I, the more I think about it, like especially for the teams in the West, mm-hmm. this conference is so tough this year. Yeah, it's so tough, dude. So when you see some of these low lines, where you're like, mm-hmm. ah, like even like a Houston yeah. uh, with that thirty-four point five or whatever, it was yeah. like, dude, th- the conference is just gonna be tough. I think. Uh, some of the There's predictions I made previously are, are, yeah, yeah. From just just for perspective, the eight through thirteenth seed is like 35, 34, 34, yeah. 32, 31, thirty four, thirty four, thirty two, thirty one. They could all make the playoffs <laughs> in the Eastern Conference. Let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, man. All right, fellas, before we go into our next team, New Orleans Pelicans, get your, your drinks ready here. Henry, what are you drinking there? You got soju here again today? Yeah. It's a work got the day, gin row. Can't the gin get roll. Dude, in the gym. Phil's fancy, dude. That's like the Louis Vuitton, and I got the Gooch. What are you talking about, <laughs> dude? It's the same price, I think. No, it's but it looks cooler. <laughs> then get it, then. <laughs> I know, always complaining over here. I'm just used to all you fans. Henry loves to complain. Loves to complain. Our right, fellas, New Orleans Pelicans. <clears throat> some of their key additions were Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams. Obviously, they lost Drew Holiday. They lost Derek Favors. I start with you, Phil. Can this young Pelicans team make the playoffs this season? Ah. Uh... Even though I really like this team, I really like Zion. I like Brandon Ingram. I like Lonzo Ball. I like Steven Adams. I like all these guys, dude. Like, but this team just doesn't have enough yet. Um, and the reason is why is it because lack of experience, Phil? Is that kind of one of the main reasons as well, or uh, that that's part of it? Um, I I I think that you know Zion is this really kind of like cartoon character of a player right he's you know super athletic but he's only 6'6 and Mm -hmm. he's like 270 pounds 280 pounds um and can jump out of the gym right like yeah but the Mm -hmm. thing is like this guy like he doesn't have um you know true fundamental skills like yes he has like he has you know great vision ball handling for his size you know he has finesse around the basket and all this stuff, right? But he, he can't shoot, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we compare him to other guys we've seen in the past, uh, like a Ben Simmons, like a, a Giannis, their first trip um, to the to the uh, playoffs, they always struggle. And they struggle for many years to come because their game is fundamentally flawed. And in the playoffs, uh, you know, teams are just better they know how to take away your strengths um, and they make you play to your weaknesses so mm-hmm. that's where i i just i just kind of see like that team that basically they're going to rely on brandon ingram which mm-hmm. i have a feeling he's going to regress a little bit um not a lot like he's still going to be a, a good player this season i think lonzo is actually going to take a step forward uh but not a huge step forward um mm-hmm. so They'll be incrementally better, but then they also lost Drew Holiday. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. All in all, I I feel like they they end up just a little bit better than last season. Hmm. I don't know about you, man. Give me a tell. Are they making the playoffs? I got one spot left, and I'm slotting them right there. Ooh, okay. I'm going on a limb. Um... I think it's to your point, Phil. I like the makeup of that team now. Yes, they lost Drew. Yes, they lost Derek Favors. Do I like the additions that they got with Bledsoe and Adams? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are they the same value, I guess, in terms of like a Drew? I mean, Derek Favors is whatever. But, yeah, I think, I think for what Zion and Ingram need, I think those two are great. But I think it's going to come down to, is, is Bledsoe healthy? Because I know right now it's his lingering knee issue, I think it is, right? Um, 
But well, I this think... is another issue though. Like they they even with Drew Holiday last season, they weren't a good defensive team, mm-hmm. right? You know, even with one of the best perimeter defenders yeah. in the league, you're still not a good defensive team. And Stephen Adams, yeah, he's a he's a okay defender, like especially man to man defense mm-hmm. uh, with down low in the post, great defender. But in terms of like pick and roll defense um, and and stuff like that, he's kind of slow. You know what I mean? So I don't know if he's that that much of an upgrade over Derek Favors in that respect. And then That's Eric fair. Bledsoe. Probably, I mean, he's a good defender too, but probably a little bit worse defender than Drew Holiday. Mm. Yeah, no, I think those are good points. But if you're going to say, like, let's say, like, let's go with um, Derek Favors, right? If he was a starting center, then what? Who was backing up at that point? Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's their Jackson same Hayes. That's their same backup center this year, though. Yeah, it is. It is. But I would rather have a Steven Adams than a Derek Favors, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I'm just saying, like, I'm so, just saying that, like, um, with their perimeter defense and like their pick and roll defense, it's it's very similar, because um, yeah, they're both kind of you know fleet of foot. So yeah, yeah. And but if you compare now, let's say like Drew to an Eric Bledsoe, yes. Um, do I think Drew's game is way better and his defense defense is way better than Bledsoe's? Yes, but I think the one aspect that Bledsoe brings to this team that I think is because it allows now to have Ingram and Zion actually now grow versus saying let's have Ingram and Holiday like kind of help grow Zion so I Mm. think this is now the point where Zion is going to take a huge leap his year two if he's healthy I, I, I foresee him exponentially doing way better than what he did last year as a as a freshman i think that's a good segue henry here yeah to my next question yeah how much better will zion be in year two like what what part of his game do you see improving for him to make that leap it's good it's gonna be his free throws right that's all honestly like he's so raw and he's so athletic but his free throw is his biggest issue and he still doesn't have an outside shot yeah he doesn't have an outside shot outside shot but the fact that he's so athletic, like he, like you said, Phil, he could jump out of a goddamn building if he really wanted to. As long as you give him consistent minutes and you let him learn from his own mistakes down crunch time, that is valuable, valuable, valuable lessons to give Zion because... I think he's on an accelerated path to becoming an all-star, to be honest. Mm. Even in his limited minutes, if you don't have an outside shot and you don't have a free throw shooting, that's great. And you're still easily averaging almost 20 and 10. Like, that is very rare. (laughs) So, I don't know. For me, he reminds me of Blake Griffin when Mm -hmm. he came out. Mm-hmm. Right, Phil, mm-hmm. and obviously you have a lot of experience with him because he played on the Clippers to start off his career. Yeah, does, is Zion's makeup similar to Blake Griffin? Will it be better than with what Blake Griffin had in his career thus far? Like, yeah, what would give me your I, take I, here? I think that he'll be better than Blake Griffin because his natural playmaking ability is better than Blake Griffin's. 
on the defensive end, they'll probably be similar. Uh, you know, uh, Zion is way too small to really play down low. Um, if he if that's a if that's a position that he's going to play, um, yes, he has you know quick reflexes, but you know you, if you're facing a seven footer, no way is a six foot six guy going to stop him. Um, but yeah, no, I think his natural play playmaking ability and then just his ability to finish in different ways around the basket is a lot more. Um, he just has a lot more finesse than Blake Griffin had. Um, already at the stage as a rookie, he was finishing better because Blake Griffin was basically dunking everything. Zion's not dunking everything. He's dunking a lot, but he's also he has that layup where he just like floats yep. in the air and he's just he's just finger rolling it in. You know yep. what I mean? Uh, so he has that, and he's able to finish at a really high rate down low, um, doing that. So um, yeah, no, I think he'll definitely be better than Blake Griffin. Um, I just see a, also a lot of limitations on his game um, if he doesn't get a shot. Mm. You know, if he if he gets if he gets a shot down, um, then yes, everything changes because then he can play the small forward position. Mm -hmm. um, but if he's relegated to playing power forward slash center, um, then I see some issues there. Yeah, but but let me chime into that. Let me chime into that. There's no more Tim Duncans of this world or Kevin Garnett's. So why can't you have him playing at the four? There's really no, 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 no. no. What I'm, what I'm saying is that, yes, he can play at the four and a five, right? But there will be limitations to his game, just like Ben Simmons and Giannis have. Because they don't have that shot, there's only so far they could go. And LeBron, before he got a shot, only so far he could go. But then he got a shot. So then his whole career trajectory changed. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, makes a lot of sense there. Um, obviously, with the addition of Eric Bledsoe, Henry, I'll start with you first. Like, they have a lot of backcourt depth now. How do you end games with the addition of Bledsoe? You have Lonzo Ball, J.J. Redick, Eric Bledsoe, Josh Hart. Right? Like, What is... The, the fine the the closing lineup of games with all of these four guards. Easy. Ball, Bledsoe, Ingram, Williamson, Adams. Easy. <laughs> JJ Redick, Hart. Um they're more relegated to the bench. Like they're good pieces to bring off the bench, but that is the top five if you want to see this team grow and continue to do well like that it should be your now defensive and offensively sound unit to finish games there is very little shooting in that that's what group. i was saying lonzo ball still to 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 be determined in terms of shooting eric Bledsoe is always up and down yeah right, you have brandon ingram which which he you know? if he regresses in shooting at all this season then he is I don't know. He's just kind of like a he's a good player. That's it. Like he's not that young guy that's about to take that step forward as like a star. You know what I mean? Which which he won't Phil. That was the one asset I wish the Lakers never gave up, but I knew that's the one asset we had to give up for AD, but I know he won't. So, of course, yeah. But Phil, then how how would you close out games with all of these 
four guards in this in this team here? Um, I would probably have. I would probably have Bledsoe out there um, over Lonzo, mm-hmm. unless Lonzo shows me that he can shoot. You know, um, if he can shoot consistently it, it, down. Um, you know, at the end of games, then that's a different story. But like for now, it's Bledsoe, JJ Redick, uh, Brandon Ingram, Zion, and then Stephen Adams. You have to have at least one sniper out there. Definitely agree. I, I would have to go with Phil um, on that. I think, and just not enough shooting if you both have Lonzo and Eric Bledsoe there, just because we just don't know what Lonzo's gonna. If he will improve in in that aspect of his game or not, but um, yeah, I think I'll have to go with Phil there. Um, Vegas Lions, fellas. Just you wait, you both, <laughs> both of you guys. Just you wait. They're gonna go with the Carmelo Carmelo Anthony ISO plays. Just you wait. <laughs> Vegas line, fellas. Phil, they have the Pelicans thirty six and a half. Oof. Going over, you are going under. I am going under. Hmm. Seeding predictions for this team, my man. I have them right outside. I have them nine. Nine. Henry, we already know that you slotted them in the playoffs. Wait, did you say 36 and a half? Correct. Yep. Oh, no. I have over. I have over. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's why I was like, ooh, bold. Bold. Hey, hey, hey. hey. It was before he moved on to the next person. I still have it. It's like I never let go of the the piece on the board. All right. All right. Uh, We already know, Henry. You slotted them in the seventh seed. I'm sure you're going over as well. I'm going over, baby. I, they're my dark horse this year. I'm taking them. Yeah, I will also go over and I will slot them right outside looking in in the ninth seed as well. All right, fellas. Next team is the Memphis Grizzlies. Hey, before, before we that, move on, yes. Yes. Okay, you got it. You got it. Yeah. No worries, Phil. Got you. But you, you always keep me in check, so I appreciate I do. that. I'm I already do. drunk. <laughs> I've been sipping on soju during these. Uh, during these conversations. <laughs> All right, guys. Memphis Grizzlies. Too. Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. They had a great young star in the making in John Morant with this team. I'm going to start with you, Philippe. What do you expect from John Morant in year two? And what does what part of his game does he need to improve on to make that next step in his, in his career? Um, for the second part of your question, it's obviously mm-hmm. his um, his three point shooting, right? Mm-hmm. If he gets that three point shooting, then it just opens up his game so much more. And then I think mm-hmm. his defense, uh, he just needs to get a little bit smarter, smarter, more experience. Uh, but overall, I just have to say that even more than Zion, I would rather have John Morant. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were if if it were last year's draft again. And I saw how it turned out, how these players turned out after year one. I would draft John Morant number one and then Zion number two. The reason why I say that is look look at what Jaw did with that team in Memphis. If you think about that team, would you have thought that that team would have been an eighth seed in the very competitive West at, no, with I, a rookie? With I, No, they didn't, make, they didn't make the playoffs because they lost the play uh, in. 
the play in tournament. Play in tournament. Yeah, but they they were the eighth seed, I believe. Fuck you, COVID. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. So so with with a rookie point guard at the helm, they made the eighth seed in a very competitive West. Um, he's just the way he plays. It's winning basketball. He's not a selfish mm-hmm. player. He has he loves passing. Uh, but but beyond that, like he knows when he needs to get his own shot too, and he gets his he gets his offense within the flow of the game. So in my eyes. He's not necessarily a Steph Curry uh, in that respect, um, where he's not that you know lethal, um, as lethal as Steph Curry is. But he is someone that just loves to pass a ball, move the ball, and yeah. gets his offense in the flow of the game. You know, I, so I love fast. the way he plays. I love the way so he plays. So fast, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Literally, Henry, give me your thoughts. What? <clears throat> do you expect from John Morant in year two? And yeah, what do you think he needs to improve on? I think his biggest asset, I think everything I echo is Phil, 200% correct. I think he, in terms of winning basketball, yes. I think he's way better than Zion. Um, but I think what he needs to truthfully improve on is probably going to be his free throws. And just getting a little bit bigger, I think, bulk-wise. Um, so he can just kind of, you know, bulldoze in and just be able to kind of compete with more of the bigger point guards in the league. But, yeah, like, from what I've seen with Jaw, like, I think he brings what Phil said. is like it's winning basketball. And what the Grizzlies are known for is, you know, grind city, right? That's literally what he continues to showcase with mm-hmm. himself and all the pieces they're putting around him. So come year two, I think he might. I mean, there's no word for it, but I think he might be the sophomore of the year, man. Um, okay. So I, I see him doing great things. It's just the reason why I didn't slot. I was honestly going back and forth with Memphis and the Pels at the seventh spot for me, but I didn't slot them in there because I feel like they're still missing a piece. Mm. I feel like that's their issue. Um, but yeah, in terms of Jaw, I think he's just going to be—he's going to be an all-star, like in the next, probably in the next three years, probably too. Like I can foresee that. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely do agree. He will be making an all-star appearance in the short uh, coming up years here. Um, like you said, Phil, they were the eighth seed right right before the bubble hit. Right, they're in contention for that last spot. Can they exceed expectations again this upcoming season and possibly sneak in the playoffs? I mean, no. Uh, and the reason why I'll say that is because. Triple J is injured, you know. He's coming back from an injury. He, right. I don't know how long he's going to totally miss. I, it, may, it may be um, uh, a month, maybe even longer. And then when he comes back, they'll probably take it slow with him. Mm-hmm. So you have Triple J uh, that's coming back late. And then you also have uh, a Jay Crowder that you traded away at the deadline last season to Miami Heat. Um, who played a big role in them winning games, you know, halfway through the season, more than halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. for that reason, you know, I don't like their depth. That's the thing. I like their starting lineup. It's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Dylan Brooks. I like slow-mo. I like uh, Jonas. Um, mm-hmm. 
No, I like I like I like uh, slow mo because when he's healthy, mm. he's 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 just a good player, man. Like he doesn't no, necessarily he's mine. he doesn't he's shoot the mine. ball well, but he's a good <laughs> basketball player. You know? I didn't have to say his name, but you read my goddamn mind. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's because right after I said it, you went. <laughs> uh, no, but anyways, like I, I, I have an issue with their depth. Um, and then also some of the guys that they lost and then that they have injured. Henry, do you share those same sentiments with Phil? Or are they, are they going to sneak in, sneak in here in the playoffs here? No, it goes back to my point, right? I think they're missing, uh, like a like one more piece, um, whether it's like a, a a very good veteran or another asset. But I I actually don't agree with Phil. I know Kyle Anderson is is a good basketball player. I just don't think he's the right fit for this team. He may not be. Um, he may not be. But at the end of the day, like he provides another person that can. Um, you know, move the ball. I, I just like how Memphis plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they don't it's, play it's, selfish it's basketball. So then, yeah. it's it's the way that they play. He fits in to me. Like he he, he actually does fit in. Um, so I'll, I'll disagree with you, because um, they do move the ball. You know what I mean? And he's great for that. And he's able to actually create from a big from from the four or three position, uh, where he plays. So I, I just like I just like him how he fits. And he it's not like he's playing. You know, like forty minutes a game. You know. He plays like you know, like twenty-five to twenty-eight minutes a game, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. And then you also have guys like uh, Brandon Clark that can come in. Um, I like I like Brandon Clark a lot. Um, I do too. I, I I really really like him. I think they got a draft steal. Um, yeah, they just drafted really well last season. Makes sense. But, but I think that's gonna be the same point that I'm trying to make, right? Like if you look at the Pelicans, and you're telling me like. Unless you put JJ Redick in, they don't have enough like shooters on the floor. You look at the Grizzlies, right? The makeup of their team is exactly like the Pels. They don't really have a shooter outside of Dylan Brooks. Like, but like, then also Grayson Allen. But also, uh, when you have Melton. no, but it's 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 a little bit different when you have a lead point guard that is that lethal from that lead point guard position. It's like mm-hmm. having a Dame Lillard. You know what I mean? Yeah. That team. Even when they were bad, they always made the playoffs because of Dame Lillard. That that's that's the benefit of having a lead ball handler that is that you know potent on offense. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It just drives your whole offense to better efficiency. Whereas the Pelicans, they have Lonzo Ball or Eric Bledsoe, which I think we can all agree are, are worse than John Morant. So mm-hmm. that that that's a difference to me. Mm. And then you also have Dylan Brooks, who's a great shooter. So it's true. Yeah. They also got Super Mario now off the bench. Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got cut. Healthy. No, I think he got cut, dude. Didn't oh my he? god, he's that bad. I think no he way. got cut by Memphis. Oh, yeah. that's horrible. Yeah. Well, if they don't <laughs> cut him, I I I bid him fair due, and I hope Justice Winslow is healthier this year. Oh yeah, I mean that's another thing. Justice Winslow. Justice, I hope he yeah. can. I hope he can get back healthy because. Yeah. Me too. You know he was a promising young player, and I really yeah, like his game. Miami. That's right. He yeah. is. All right, fellas, we'll we'll go right into total wins predictions here. Vegas line has them at thirty and a half. Henry, start with you first. Going over or the under? 
They're out of my eight, but I have them over. Ooh, going over. But barely. Seeding predictions for these guys outside of your top eight? Outside of my top eight. Okay. Phil, you want to over out, under this one? They are outside of my top eight, but they're over that 30 and a half. Got it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go to under on this one, fellas. Mm. You know, I'll go to under here. Slate. At, at the 30 wins here for them. So mm. I'm going to the under here. Dang, for this next team and the last team in this division, kind of <laughs> crazy how far they have fallen off. But before that, fellas, let's get your alcohol. Get a cheers here, fellas. Damn, I'm so buzzed. Jesus. It's not always, it's, it's always a good thing. You know, the issue is that uh, we're doing these like right after work and yeah, before we eat dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my but it helps because you know, you know, I always get the munchies when drinking, so it's like yeah. So you can you have only, that meal. Yeah, you you can only have one meal instead of having two. <laughs> but the problem is there my emails before six p.m. I'm very cohesive, and then after six p.m. it's just like la 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 la. All right, fellas, San Antonio Spurs. Um, yeah, how far they have fallen from. Mm. The good old days uh, for the last pretty much 20 years. Um, the Spurs did not make the playoffs for the first time since 1997, guys. 1997. Wow. It's been a while. I mean, that is Will an they miss out impressive again, Will they uh, miss out again? Yeah, I think they will. I mean, they essentially brought back the same team, right? Yeah. Um, same core. Yeah, it's the same core of guys. I mean, who did they add? Let's see. Honestly, not any like they, they key didn't have out. any key yeah. additions, right? Yeah, so they literally brought back the same team. Um, but they do have some young guys that I think have potential, Are promising, yeah. you know, DeJounte Murray. Uh, what's the other guy? The other Larry Walker, guard. the fourth. Um, what Larry Walker, the dude Larry, with the, the, the one with the, the, uh, white, the his hair, Derek, Derek yeah. White, Derek White. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 they re signed what's his name, too. Um, what, what was the guy's name? can't think of the names right now so okay so basically basically they're young guys dejounte murray Derek white and then uh walker walker to fourth Mm -hmm. or whatever um yeah you know that's fine (laughs) 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 i don't i don't know to be honest it it is it is kind of sad how how far they've fallen but at the same time like whenever you do have that long of a run as a as an organization it's only like it, it happens, you know what I mean? Like you always have to have a period after having such a good team where you fall I mean, off. Lakers went on a pretty long oh, don't, spell. Don't right don't there. remind me, Tim. Don't even say that. <laughs> don't even remind me. Yeah, I so I think basketball. Yeah, so I think that they have to rebuild the organization somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they re-sign um, Demar Derozan. Because this is the issue. So next season when he's a free agent, unrestricted free agent, do you just let him walk or do you re-sign him? Um, because if you let him walk, then you're basically just losing an asset, right? Yeah. Or Phil, uh, do you trade him at the trade deadline? You if could trade him. Right? You, could, you could trade him now, but the value that you would get back, I think, with the possibility of him being able to walk a half a season later, Mm-hmm. You may you just may not get much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
whereas if he signed on for another four years, um, let's say they can get him to sign on for less than the max mm-hmm. um, for for four years, right? Then he becomes an asset, not a liability that you mm-hmm. can actually trade to a team um, that may have the salaries that's contending that can use yep. him or looking to contend that can use him. Makes sense. Well, uh, Henry, yeah, give me your thoughts. Are they going to miss out on the playoffs again? Sally, yeah. Um, <laughs> and sorry, it's Lonnie Walker. My apologies, not Larry Walker. Yes, please I, get your names dude, right. Please. Dude, honestly, dude, I I'm honestly, up, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzed too because Lonnie Walker, <laughs> Lonnie Walker was one of my favorite players that, uh, I mean, not one of my favorite players in that draft, but like I wanted the Clippers to draft him at their mm. uh, 14th mm. pick that they had. Mm. Because they had the back-to-back picks, the Shea pick, and oh, then yeah. the fourteenth right. pick, I wanted them to draft Lonnie Walker, um, but they didn't, and drafted Jerome Robinson, who ended up getting traded and yeah, cut. Yeah, not even on the team. Anymore. Yeah, he was, not, he was fucking terrible. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, I knew, I knew it was, I knew it wasn't Larry Something Walker. Walker. <laughs> I was cut. <laughs> is Larry Walker the baseball player? Because I swear, I yes, Larry thought, Walker yeah. is thanks, the thanks baseball to... player. Thank you, good. Thank you, Tim. Colorado Rockies, I believe. There it is. There it is. That's yeah. who I was talking about. At the Henry, first. for that, you have to take another shot. <laughs> All right, that's fair. My, my my apologies, Lonnie. Yes, as you get that <laughs> shot ready. So you're saying they miss out. Would you trade DeMar DeRozan midseason if the team underperforms or hold them till, till the end of the season? Like well, close? okay, so there needs to be some context there. Let's say that yeah. you get back. They underperform. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, you underperform, but what do you get back? Let's just let's say that all you get back is a late first round pick uh-huh. and that's it. And but, like and then a sal- salary fillers that are yeah. expiring. Yeah, yeah. But that's but that's what I feel like tomorrow's worth is now. I'm sorry. Do you? I do. Uh, I really do. I think he's past that point now where the Spurs may have been able to get more. Mm. Like I feel like Aldridge would be a more of an asset to try and get more mm. pieces. No because... way. The dude is like 36 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's old. He's a, he's an age. How dude, old Demar, is Demar? Demar is like, Demar is like 30. Demar? Demar is like yeah, 30, I, 31. So, my God, I felt like he was like 35. Am I old? <laughs> Jesus. Yes, you're definitely old, Henry. He's 31 years old. He's, oh, 31, he's 31. You're right. So let's say that like, so, so that's the thing. It's like, would you rather just trade him off for like, a late first round pick and expiring contracts or try to re-sign him um and then if you do re-sign him does he have any more value uh no. than what you would get before no. that i, I think i think i think the i think as a lakers fan and not being biased i think the spurs are in the same boat that we were in is with kobe rest in peace goat um it's it's are you trying to rebuild or are you trying to try and win? And I think that's what the Spurs are also stuck in, which is why I feel like with Aldridge or DeRozan, they're like kind of like, nah, let's, or like a, or even a Patty Mills, right? Like they're kind of like, let's see what we can try and do and see if we're still manageable to make it to the playoffs. I think they just need to commit. Like as painful as Tim reminded me of the Lakers' direction, um, of the multiple years of just trash, I think that's the direction they need to go. But they have good assets that are young, whether it's 
Lonnie Walker, Dante Murray, Derek White. It's way better than what the Lakers had back at that point, you know? I don't well, know. We had Alex. D'Angelo Russell, oh Julius Randle. <laughs> tip. Do you see where these guys? Do you see where these guys ended up? Yo, D'Lo was an All Star. D'Lo's Minnesota. Yeah, D'Lo was an All Star two years ago yeah, in Brooklyn. Yeah, he had ice in his veins yeah, to get Julius cut. Julius Randle was the pretty boo boo. Yeah. New York Knicks just chilling over there, getting paid. But but if you're gonna tell paid. me, no. But if He's you, if you told me, for, man, but, Jesus. But, but both of you guys, both of you guys, if you told me you were going to try to rebuild with a D'Lo plus, um, I'm too fucked up. Who is the power forward again? Julius Randle. Julius Randle. <laughs> or Lonnie Walker, Derek White. And Deontay Murray. Hey, hey I Henry, think, hold I on. Think, I think you have your answer, dog. Hey, Henry, you have I to take another shot because you you're getting you're getting fucked up. <laughs> and you fucked up your words there. My brain is oh, not oh processing my. things. It's anymore. okay. It's great. Cheers. It's awesome. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers, cheers, cheers. For... <laughs> uh, okay. It makes a lot of sense there. Phil, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you with this question. Greg Popovich, we all know. He is one of the best, or if not the best, uh, in the NBA. Obviously, a lot of debate with Phil Jackson. What's do you think his future is with the team like? Do you see him continuing to want to be a part of this rebuild? If let's just say, you know, they move on with Demarcus Demar Derozan, uh, Lamar College is obviously older. Whether he leaves, retires, whatnot, like does he stick around? Does he go to a different team, or does he retire? I think that he stays on the Spurs until he retires, but I feel like that should be now. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like mm. that should be now. Like, it's sad mm-hmm. uh, because I know his wife passed away. Uh, I know That's that right. he was going right. through a lot with that. And, like, mm-hmm. kind of his his family is the Spurs organization, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's sad to say that, you know, we have to let this guy go. But, you know... Yeah. At this point, I don't think he's a he's the type of uh, coach to lead this team, um, and the reason why is because look, the Spurs got very lucky, right? I mean, it is it's a combination of things. They got they got lucky because that year, um, you know, their best player got injured. They got the first draft pick, the the the, the first overall draft pick in Tim Duncan. Um, but then also they did end up drafting guys like Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker they in, the, in, in the in the in the second mm-hmm. round. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. So and then developed them as well. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. about just drafting; it's about developing these yeah. guys as well. And they did both of those things. And one thing that we know about that organization is that they find fucking talent out of nowhere, and yeah. they end up developing them in a certain especially way. Especially international, right? Yeah, yes, so. especially internationally. Um, I think right now their luck has kind of run out. Um, you know, and, and teams and organizations kind of go through that. Um, not that they don't have young guys that they haven't hit on. Because I think the young guys that they've had or that they have right now with the draft, you know, picks that they had are fine. You know, they, mm-hmm. you know, they did fine. They performed just fine, yeah. you know, with those draft picks. But they didn't kind of like, Overperform, yeah. you know, by a Let large margin. Let me ask you margin. this, Phil. Let's say Kawhi Leonard stayed with the mm. Spurs. Mm. Where do you think they will be? 
Um, hmm. It's a great question, by the way. Yeah, that is yeah. A, that is a good question. <laughs> so, so that trade was so you take away Demar Derozan, Jakob, yep. po- Porto, and then they got some first round draft pick. So, as I remember correctly, before he got injured that season, um, they were playing against the Warriors in the first round. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They were playing against the Warrior and the Warriors in the first round. As I remember correctly, Kawhi was fucking dominating. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, they were up in the series. They were up too, in the Phil, series until he got injury. injured. Yeah. 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 Um, right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That was such a small sample size that I can't yeah. really, you know, put too much to that. Yeah. But at the same time. So well, so where would where would they where would they be yeah. now? So yeah, where would they, they be the now playoffs? with Kawhi? I think they make the playoffs. Yeah, I think that he's one of the top five players in the NBA. So yeah. obviously they make the playoffs. I just don't think that they go too far, far. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. with that right. team, just like there's just there's first of all the the issues with the the those guys that they do actually have, especially mm-hmm. Derek White and Dejounte Murray. Are that they're not shooters, especially Dejounte Murray. Uh, I do like him on defense. I really, really like him on defense. Derek White, he did start taking a step forward in the bubble, but that was a really small sample size because he started shooting a lot of threes in the bubble mm-hmm. for some mm-hmm. reason. After only shooting like two, two a game before that, mm-hmm. he started shooting a shitload of threes in the bubble. So I don't know. I don't know what to kind of make of that. You know, situation with those with the, with the bubble experience with some of those guys. All right, with you, Henry. First thoughts on Pop. You think he should leave, stay, retire, and yeah, what are your thoughts there, man? I will agree that he should. <laughs> Hold on, let, me, let me let me formulate my sentences. He should. <laughs> he should. <laughs> Look, he's. He, to me now, what Pop is is what Phil was for the Lakers, right? Like it's kind of like we're stuck in this. Like I, that's why I, I keep coming back to it. Like I feel like both teams are stuck. It's either let's try and utilize what we have now with the young pieces we get and try to build it into a championship caliber team, or you just completely rebuild. As painful as that is. And I think the Spurs organization and the respect they have for Pop, I feel like they're just stuck in the middle. Mm. Like, I just don't think they're going to be able to understand, like, look, like our team is okay. Is it good enough to get into the playoffs? Like, probably not. Mm-hmm. So do I think Pop should be this, like the coach to lead this team? Unfortunately, I would say no, mm. because yeah, like I to Phil's point, like look, like as sad as it sounds, like I think Pop is one of the top three coaches of all time, and yeah, like I the fact that like the team is so mishmashed between like potentials that are young that can break out or veterans that can kind of safeguard 
the defic- the inefficiencies of the young players. I'm just like, it's not good enough, especially mm. in the West. Yeah. Yeah. And and one thing one thing that I will say is that, you know, hold on, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Oh, what a great yeah. ending for this oh episode. Oh, my God. God. Dude, I'm pretty buzzed. I had a great... <laughs> pretty buzzed. I'm pretty buzzed. I had a great point. Oh, oh, it came it came back to me. It came back yes. to me. Okay, yes. okay. So, so, yes. so... So, you, you guys know how I'm against, like, organizations just tanking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially ones that tank for years and years and years and years. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with them tanking for, like, one, two, three years to for them to kind of retool especially if they have the assets to do that. Um, like the Thunder, for instance, mm-hmm. which I completely agree with. Like They're not going to make the playoffs for like two or three seasons, yeah. but once they come out of that, they'll be fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. But, but um, with San Antonio, they are kind of like what Miami did, right? Like they just kind of hung around, mm-hmm. hung around, right? That, that making the playoffs or like yeah. right outside of it. They just need to get a guy to commit to their organization uh, as a free agent. You know what I mean? And let's say that DeMar DeRozan leaves, right? LaMarcus Aldridge leaves after this upcoming season. You know, both of those guys leave. Um, then they have Yo. cap space. You, then they you have put, cap you, space. You put a James Harden in there. <laughs> hey, James Harden. Oh, God. He does not belong yeah. in that he system. Ain't going there. <laughs> He He's does not belong in that system. <laughs> Magic City, <laughs> dude. I can't, yeah, that's why I feel like he's just gonna go to Miami because of strip clubs. But <laughs> but that but look like, like, no, but that but that's the thing. But that's the thing. Yeah. Like I I I do I do respect the Spurs for what they're doing. I do because like I that's the type of organization that I like. I like a team that no matter what doesn't say like hey like we're not gonna just fucking give up, especially one that's hanging around the playoffs, right? Like yeah. if you if you're like if you are like stuck in the rebuild mode and like trying to compete at the same time and you end up being one of the worst teams anyways, then yes, you need to start rebuilding, right? But if you are hanging right around there and you just need to add on like a star player to get you back in the mix, mm-hmm. then that's fine. And that's exactly where the Spurs are right now. But I think that's the problem, though. Like, the Greg Popovich appeal is going to be to the veterans that are already now signed. Like, he's not going to draw in... Like, like imagine... Think about it this way, right? Like, if you took out DeMar, right? And you somehow pried... Like, what, regardless of money and regardless of all that, like, you, you, pro, you pry, like, a Bogdan Bajanovic... I would rather have Bogdan on that team than a DeMar at his stage in his career. Still only 31, though. It's not like he's... But yeah, he's, he's not done. that old. Yeah. No, it's not the fact that he's old. It's just more the fact that, like, the, the makeup of that team. Like, mm. DeMar and Aldridge both offensively require both of them to kind of be ISOed in a sense, right? Yeah, well, okay. So, so, so then let's say that both of those guys leave, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have cap space now this upcoming offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that anybody uh, of significance would come join the Spurs? It would have to be a veteran. Yeah, it, it would have to be. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and all the all the free agents that are kind of that are worth going for 
are going mm-hmm. to be veterans uh, in the 2021 free agency. Um, so it's, I don't know. I, I, I still feel like, you know, they, they, they're just one star away from being back um, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, you know, and, and if they continue to draft well, which they always kind of do, you know, yeah. they could, they could, they could be right back up there. Let's go into total wins predictions here, fellas, for this. Vegas has the Spurs line at 29 and a half. Philip, let's go with you, my friend. Philip, did you call me Philip? Yeah, I don't know why. It just, just, just <laughs> came out like that. Because Tim is buzzed too, so you have to call you by your proper name. Philip Sion. Philip Sion. Um, so, 29 and a half. That's a yeah. low line. Um, that is a low line, mm-hmm. but but that team <laughs> right now, yeah, it's not good. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I think they could be twenty nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I think they could be twenty nine and a half. So I'm gonna so go I'm over. Gonna go over. Right. Yeah, Henry. Going over or under, man. I agree. Last year they were at thirty-two, and if the <laughs> they have a, a, a one-year-older Aldridge and a one-year-older Demar, yeah, I see them making it past that. But the extent of that is that's it. <laughs> Wait, so you're going over? Or you're going under? I'm going over. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go under on this, fellas. I'm, I will go the under on this one uh, with this team. Um, mm-hmm. All right, fellas. One last division to preview, which will be the Central Division on Sunday. And the season starts. Um, any parting words for our fans? Before Henry, I'll go with you first. If you haven't already subscribed, liked, please go ahead and do that. Comment with any questions you guys have. Um, Henry, any parting words? Um, yeah, I mean, like viewpoint temp, uh, please comment, please subscribe. We're only looking to get better every week. Um, if you keep telling me to drink more, I will do it. <laughs> I may die, but I will do it. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I just want to say like, I'm so excited that even during all the downfalls of 2020, the fact that basketball is now starting as a Christmas gift um, on the 22nd, excited. Lakers versus Clips. Let's go, Lake Show. <laughs> Phil, any parting words? Um, no, I mean, I think you guys both said it all. I just like appreciate you know, the fans tuning in. Uh, we got an episode coming up on Sunday before the season starts. So just stay tuned. We're gonna keep grinding for you guys. So keep stay t- keep staying tuned. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining another episode of Tipsy Ball. We will see you on our next episode. Take care.